0: Kristen whispers sonnets. Join me for a sonnet bedtime treat. Hello. (laughs) It's Kristen Garth and I'm in a hurricane. (laughs) And I don't know if you can hear it, Probably not, but there's just a whole lot of wind right now, and uh, it totally threw me off my game tonight. I I, I completely even forgot that it was Monday night, and that I had um, a, you know, um, podcast to record, but um, thankfully I remembered, and it's in the middle of the night, and I guess it's good because I don't feel alone sitting here talking to you, and I'm going to be sharing some sonnets tonight from the Wear Mare and um the reason that I'm going to be talking about the Wear Mare tonight is that um I've been working on this story called Girlarium, which is about a girl with gills, Gilda Sheen, and she developed skills as a teenager and she doesn't have a tail and she's not a mermaid and she's very adamant about that because she wishes she was a mermaid because that, that's a language of something a uh, folklore that she would fit into that she would know how to talk about to people at least but um and this she wasn't even sure what was happening to her nothing else on her body changes but she gets these gills and then also her lungs don't seem to work as well without her going into the water or um dousing herself with water different things but as it seems to be getting worse and so then she goes through a period where um you know she gets into some some people are noticing differences about her because she um gets onto a radar of, um, a a lot of attention because of a swimming match, and a CIA operative comes after her, and also a collector, and she thinks the collector's better, but I don't think that it, it turns out that way, but, um, anyway, she, um, has her own Instagram, and you can read a lot about a lot of these more, um, there's a lot of the poems are up there and, um, documents about her that you can read and it's at Gilda Sheen and that's, um, at G-I-L-D-A-S-H-E-E-N. And, um, anyway, uh, in that Instagram, she does a lot of the talking and so, um, she makes, um, some points about the fact that I, um, Kristen garth you know writes some of these sonnets to help her tell her story but you know she writes some too that are in the first person and she um and probably that's what i'm gonna do next week is maybe read some sonnets of the gilda sheen wrote um but for this one she um talked about in the instagram my book the wearer mare and that's why she um trusted me to work with her because she knew at least i understood some of you know the whole mermaid thing. Even if that's not what she was, and maybe wish she would could be, but but she's not because she does not have a tail. Um. Anyway, I'm going to start reading some um, wear mermaid poems. It's a very very small book, but the first one's called Maudlin Mermaid. Pacific princess pouts behind a fin. Charcoal her scales. Sequin sunlight on waves, a raven head on rocks she must pretend to persecute the sailors that she craves. Her sisters swim to join with rainbow tails and tresses tinged in pink and honeydew. With smiles they spread that closer ships do sail. They celebrate the evil that they do. Their circle song she's not invited in, secluded to the side a sable spy. Distrust a dimpled face too dour to grin. As ships to sediment descend, she'll cry. Dark iris rimmed with red unlike her peers. Inside the tide you cannot see her tears. So, um, this story. I'm gonna go on and read the next one because it's a very small book. So I think I'm gonna read the whole book to you. So it's gonna be a really nice bedtime story that I hope you enjoy. (laughs) But um, the next one's called Ware Mare, and and you'll hear in this that you know she changed into the Ware Mare when she was only um, fourteen years old, and she was a mermaid. But then she starts developing legs and um so she has to go and leave her society uh in the water during the period of time that she keeps these legs and so she, that's why she's called a wear mare because she's kind of like a were any kind of were animal that with a certain moon changes um out of well for her out of what she is into something else into a human but she has no um skills or Um, anything like that. She just has to figure out a way to survive. So this is called Weirnir. Midnight at solstice, 14th birthday moon, secret a swim to reef cocoon. Abrupt from failing thrash of tail, two legs are hewn of no avail, complications erupt. Asphyxiation under, frantic swim a flail of limbs towards buoy or end all waves now weakness nature's cruel whim a climb to safety and to comprehend a sea that rocks new legs to sleep from fish woman a transformation complete change a cudgel harsh as daybreak sun dreamed wish light grants nightmare undone mermaid deranged all day beneath belief its dream reprieves until the moon brings legs she cannot breathe and so that's kind of a crossover too because in it's Uh, you know and I never really thought of it but Gilda is like the opposite you know she starts to not be able to breathe on land and needs to be in the water more whereas um the weremare um can't breathe in the water you know when she has the legs she has to get out and be like a human until you know this change comes back and then she goes you know back and forth but um Um, The next poem in it is called The Capture. Two worlds, her teens, in day, sea green, legs night alight, discover, desiccated dream. From half-shell bed, sand dune instead, pink light, electric neon call, a city gleams. Erotic extremes, twenty, indigent in cut-off jeans, from bar to bed by men she's led, a wordless waif who's fed, first glint, a dive inside an ocean deep to swim, a fisherman, psychopathic pretense of friend, awake to leave but he won't let her go, a nude in net, bound, defenseless pale flesh to scales and fin a tearful sweat a flop and breathless fearful heart that sank she'll wait to serve at night inside a tank and again here's another um crossover between um glen um gilda (laughs) i'm about to say glinda (laughs) my dorothy obsessions here but um gilda And the Were-Mare both um, end up in tanks and, um, you know, captured by a man. And they're, um, for Gilda, she is, you know, kind of, you know, walks right into it, knowing what she's getting into because she is so scared that she's dying because she can't breathe well, you know, and she knows that the water you know, and this man has plenty of aquariums and plenty of money to adapt them and try, you know, she, she believes that he has her good at, at heart and, um, you know, that's up for debate, but, um, really, actually not, but as the book goes on, but you'll, um, anyway, <laughs> uh, there's definitely a carryover of these two two stories in that way, although they're kind of coming from a different, you know, place, but it's both, you know, um, it's interesting, you know, these two characters and how they probably would understand each other, whether or not they have a tail. Um, the next one is called Stranger Seas. And this is after the Wearmir, you know, she was in the tank of the fishermen and, and now she's realizing she's got to get out, you know, that, um, she was so reliant, you know, she had no way to communicate. She kind of relied on these one-night stands and like living off of men, um, you know, through body language and um, you know, honestly like as as a person who I was a stripper and, you know, I mean, I knew a lot of women like this that, you know, I mean, they, you they were using the currency they had to get by and um, and including myself, you know. So, um Anyway, here is Stranger Seas A month of mornings trapped in glass, acute confinement, a thwarted thrash She waits prostrate a chlorine sleep, nitrates pollute, pink scales, subconscious deep. By one she hates extraction wet. His lunar lust, sea spray, a Piscean pet to use by night, then lock away. Regret and rue companions, day submerged, servile, emerged, evolved, a plot, escape, aquarium dissolved. Astride her captor, midnight ride, he's rocked asleep, her hands untied. A tiptoed run outside to leap. A daybreak dive to turquoise deep She swims for miles away from all she's known To stranger seas by night Islands alone So, um, you know, again uh, I, I don't, I haven't 100% finished, you know, Gilda's story And I, I never, um, I always try to let my um, characters go where they need to go You know, and um, I'm not at the point where I can say even in my mind, you know, exactly what happens to her, but I'm starting to, um, feel what I think it's going to be. And, um, this, it, you know, it's got a relevance to it here. I'm not going to go into it too much because, you know, I'm still writing I don't want to commit, you know, I really, um, I like to, you know, just dive into the characters that I write and let them, you know, reveal themselves to me as much as possible. And so, but I do think that for um, Gilda's story, that she is in this struggle of you know, wanting very much, you know, to be safe, and then at the same time, it's taking her almost you know like being in mortal danger to realize that you know, in being safe, sometimes you are attempting to be safe. Sometimes you make yourself pray to people who you know, are far worse than the risk of like, you know, going out and living your life in a way that, um, yes, has risk, but, um, you know, like you can't eliminate all, someone who tells you, oh, I can remove all the risks from your life, um, is a sketchy person, really. I mean, not to say that, you know, hopefully, you know, you do have people that care about you and want to. And can help you, but nobody can eliminate all danger from your life. And if they're controlling you to the degree, you know, you can never leave. And if you do everything I say, nothing bad will happen to you. I mean, that is setting itself up for, you know, a situation of abuse. And I think that's what happens in Gilda's story. You know, is that you know she wants that safety and be able to breathe and know that she's going to be okay and not you know, oh, like if I was in the ocean, for example, I mean, what do I know about being in the ocean? I'm a girl with legs and flesh, and am I gonna get, um, you know, eaten by things, you know, um, am I gonna, you know, she, it's, that's just way too intimidating to her, so she, you know, think tries to find a solution that appeals more to her, you know, human side, but, you know, the situation with Mr. Humans where she goes to live, turns out to be a real mistake. But I'm going to go and read the last Waremare sonnet, and it is called, Her Tears, a Travelogue, His Heart Divines, and it's a happy ending for the Waremare, and I hope that Gilda has a happy ending in her story, too, even if I don't know it yet. But, um, here we go. Her Tears, a Travelogue, his heart divines. Green sand and starlight, her Hawaiian bed. Red beach sea glass, a tender head. She swims by day away from man. Human, she dreads, can't understand the loneliness of limbs. A meeting midnight, misty beach. From fog, a figure fast in reach. He stops before fair flesh supine. Her tears a travelogue his heart divines. A litany of lore. A monologue until morning light. First rays of sun reveal her plight. A running leap to tail an ocean deep. Next night he stops and waits for feet. A standing date they keep. A shoreline hut he builds by hand her home. A rendezvous, return from daily roam. And, you know, again, I really, um, that, that whole, the whole story of the Wearmir, I think is about, you know, women who, you know, have to kind of live in two worlds. I think if you are a person who, you know, if you have children, if you, um, just, um, if you work and you want to have a relationship or, you know, all kinds of, um, you know, we get pulled in different directions because women still are, um, a lot of times, you know, even in very, you know, involved situations, I think can be, you know, seen as the person who's more in charge of the home and, and making that, you know, right. And, um, and in addition to all the other different things that women, you know, do like having a child or having their work, their art that's so important to them. So, you know, um, I think this story is like a big metaphor of, you know, finding your way of navigating living in two worlds where you do it, you know, in a way that suits you and that you, um, get to be who you really are and you're not a woman in a tank, and you're not, you know, as, or like Gilda, or like the Weyrmere, you know, um, that you, you know, are taking, um, some healthy risk in life, and exploring things about yourself, but, you know, and, and not trading your humanity, you know, and I think both of those characters, Gilda and the Weyrmere, they both, um, have, um, you know, issues with that, you know, where, you know, their identity is so important to them, and it's misconstrued by people, and anyway, I um, am now in the hurricane still, and we've made it through this podcast, and... I'm going to um, try to go sneak off and go to bed in the middle of this and hope that I'm, the storm surge doesn't come in because I don't have gills, but um, maybe um, Gilda could loan me some if, if the water comes in, but I hope not. But um, anyway, thank you guys as always for listening and I hope this is a very good um, bedtime story because I sure love to tell you guys bedtime stories and that's Um, I love to receive them so it's just anything you love to give in life I think you should um, love to get in life I think you should give you know and and karmic you know it comes back to you so you know I think I have a lot of bedtime stories on my plate that I'm owed at some point for all these stories that I tell but um thank you for listening and find yourself a, a stuffed mermaid if you have one, or a gill girl, or a stuffed um, unicorn like me, and have a good night, because I'm going to go to sleep, but I will see you next week, and we will listen to some Gilder Sheen poetry by the girl herself. whispers, sonnets. Join me for a sonnet bedtime.